You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Yeah, they, they're confusing uh, <laughs> customers, to be honest with you. I think the, the relaunch um, that happened when they started the, um, the domestic route and the regional, uh, we thought that was the uh, the beginning of the takeover of the Dakazo, as it were. But unfortunately, it was not because there was quite a lot of... Uh, um things that happened on the background we know they ended up going to uh, the competition tribunal which uh, made its own recommendations um, as to how the state should be however that process has not been concluded um we know that they, there was a um uh, things that they needed to do with regard to the states uh, on the uh, the structure of the deal uh, and and that has not yet been concluded i think one of the things that they should be doing rather is to take the market into confidence that uh, they have done the right things for SAA to be able to compete uh, on the global market. But at things as things are at the moment, uh, it doesn't look like they have done it um, with Takatsu being part of this uh, the, the relaunch. Because uh, um, looking at the the structure of how they are restart in the international market it doesn't look like they have uh, uh, got all the uh, the the plans in place as far as takatsu is concerned but what does that mean so is takatsu still the private equity partner do they still hold a majority stake and if so how does that work when SAA is relaunching and now even um, uh, introducing a new intercontinental flight to Sao Paulo without them? Yeah, so this is how messy this process was. Um, and, and it would have been uh, advisable for them to at least wait for the process to conclude and have um, Takatsu in place uh, so that we, we can see and uh, public can see, uh, particularly the taxpayers can see uh, how much is it that they are bringing on the table. But at this stage, you and uh, listeners, you are footing the bill for this relaunch that you, uh, the second relaunch of SAA that you are going to see uh, happening, particularly with the intercontinental um, uh, to Brazil. So it, it, it's very messy um, and, and it's going to continue confusing people. Uh, in the airline business, Sakina, we need confidence. Um, if there is no confidence in the market, uh, your airline uh, fortunes um, are not guaranteed. So you need to have um, you know, a stable um, market. Uh, people need to believe you. People need to trust you. So SAA is struggling um, with that. So we don't know if the Brazil is the way to go for them. And I don't think that it was a, a, a really an, an informed decision as far as launching that route is concerned. I, I doubt, I really mm. doubt. Uh, I mean, sitting here in the U.S. where I am now, uh, out of Cape Town, um, we know for the fact that the uh, U.S. is the biggest market 
uh, out of South Africa. So I, I doubt. So so that's also an interesting one. And I was going to ask you about that. So thanks for touching on it. Uh, because uh, as I understand, uh, they revealed that uh, SAA will fly four times a week to Sao Paulo, uh, two flights each departing from Cape Town and Johannesburg. You say it's not a good, uh, you know, it's not perhaps the best decision. But um, is this not a lucrative uh, route for SAA? I don't think so, Sakina. Um, out of Cape Town, Sakina, we have three services out of Cape Town going to the U.S. Um, and and I, I I reside in Cape Town and, and I'm currently I'm in the U.S. as we speak. The, the, the airlines that operate those routes, they are struggling with the numbers. It's, it's big. Um, they've got big numbers of people commuting in between Washington, Atlanta, and New York. And we have permanent slots as South Africans uh, into JFK, and as well as, the, uh, um, as, well as Washington. And, and they, they have decided to choose different markets to go to Brazil. Brazil doesn't have the same numbers that you would have as the U.S. market, including the European market that we still have. We still have another uh, London Heathrow. We've got German uh, uh, Frankfurt. Uh, these are the, they know, SAA know, that these are lucrative markets that they can tap into immediately and hit the ground running. Whether it was informed based on the BRICS uh, agreement or it was based on on what what informs them to to get into that LATEM, which is the Brazilian airline, has also started operating into South African market, and you also have the Angolan airline that also operate into that. We not I'm not saying uh, it's not going to work. It might work for bilateral agreement in between Brazil and and you know BRICS uh, uh, grouping. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not too sure. But in terms of what we are talking about right now, what is lucrative on the market is not what they have pointed their fingers at. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting one to watch. And then also just getting back to that Takatso deal. Um, what do you think, uh, Putejo, the role of Takatso is right now? Because also in terms of what Takatso was initially meant to put on the table in terms of, uh, you know, capital outlay, does all of that change now, given where SAA finds itself, as opposed to the time when the agreement was struck? Yeah, look... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even sure that the Katso is, uh, I, we don't know, maybe they are involved in this, but I, I doubt. But as far as I'm concerned, SAA, when they went out on the market to try and secure um, the fleet, to try and get aircrafts to operate these new routes that they are implementing, they were scrambling uh, a lot. They they were coming up with uh, a very much unreasonable uh, terms of leasing, uh, things like power by hour and, and, and things like that, which is very much uh, un- uncommon uh, in, in our industry. Um, you know, you'll struggle to find deals uh, of leasing like that. 
they battled. Um, even now, no one wants to assist them uh, in terms of leasing the planes to be able to operate certain routes. Now, once you have something like that, where you are not able to secure a deal with the LISO, uh, there are many reasons. It's financial backing. Do they have financial backing that would be sustaining the lease that they want to get into? That's where Takaso was supposed to be at, to say, we are here, we've got 3.5 billion that is readily available to back up this kind of transaction that the airline wants to get into but that is that is not there that is why today you are seeing SAA not able to, um, you know, secure directly with Airbus, directly with the, you know, main uh, leasing companies uh, to be able to get the airplanes and, and be able to operate uh, optimally. So Takaso is very much silent and we don't know whether they, um, they are still up to the task that they have promised the, uh, the public uh, when they were given that uh, majority shareholder. Thanks so much for your time, uh, aviation expert, talking to us about the relaunch of South African Airways. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.